edition of the Stealing Science Podcast. I'm Stevie, and as usual, I'm here with my co-host. He is my good Twitter friend. You can follow him on Twitter at jspawny. How are you today, Josh? Doing great, Stevie. How are you? Good. Uh, today we are previewing the St. Louis Cardinals. For those of you who don't know it, Josh is a Cardinals fan, although he is not a Mike Matheny fan. So I'm sure we will hear a lot about that today. And uh, I'll try to keep as quiet as I can, as I think Josh will have a lot of interesting things to say today. I wanted to start with Marcelo Suna. He had a terrific year last year. He batted 312, had 37 bombs, 93 scored, and 124 RBIs. Uh, what did you think about the trade, Josh? And do you like Marcelo Osuna this year? I thought it was a good trade and a trade that the Cardinals ultimately needed to make. Uh, I mean, the offense was decent last year. I mean, they were like 6 and OBP. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad offensive team. They're just clearly lacking a single star player. It's just, you know, it's a one through eight of decent guys, but no stars any longer. Um, most of the stars either left or aged out of it. Uh, but I don't, they gave up a lot, but there were also young guys and Cardinals depth in the minors is a little depleted now, but it's still good enough where they could have afford. I mean, they can afford to make a trade like this. And as soon as contract is pretty team friendly, uh, even though he's a free agent, I believe at the end of next year, uh, but they're getting him for pretty well below market. If you can even do close to what he did last year. Having said that, I don't quite know he's going to do what he did last year. And I'm not quite sure the discount is... Or I think you're paying for basically what he did last year, um, the thought that he's going to do it again. And I, I'm just not totally sure that's going to happen. I think uh, basically across the board last year, my thoughts are that those are probably going to be career highs in virtually every single category. Marlins to... Uh, St. Louis is a slight increase in home run uh, park factor, but it's pretty negligible. It's like a 90 to a 94, so it's still not good. His launch angle isn't spectacular. I think it's about 10 degrees. And uh, his home run per fly ball jumped up to about 23% last year. It's been closer to 15% for his career, and that's with a 3% drop in fly balls. So I don't know what the power is quite going to be there. I still think he's close to a 30 home run guy, but... I'd be shocked if he does what he did last year. And then, same thing with his batting average. He's got a really good exit velocity, but his BABIP was super high, and that's without, it was 355, and that's without any real change to his profile. Uh, he's been a career 327 BABIP guy, so he's probably closer to 280, 290 guy than a 300 plus person. Uh, the one thing that I do think he can probably repeat are runs in RBI. And this is just because right now he's projected to bat fourth, and the guys ahead of him are going to be, you know, Fowler and OBP Machine. Uh, Fan has been pretty good at getting on base, and then Carpenter has been a pretty good on base guy his whole career. So I'm thinking runs and RBIs are going to be there for Azuna, but uh, average at home runs, I'm not sold on. So I was right, you basically stole my notes. So uh, I just want to repeat a couple of the points. His home run per flight ball went up a lot, and that was with his fly balls going down. Uh, his swing and strike rate also went up. So this is a guy that hits the ball pretty hard when he does hit it, 17th in average exit velocity. But I think, like you said, he caught every break last year. I think last year was his career year. So 
I think you have to make sure that you value him as below last year, say uh, 280, 30 homers, and maybe, I don't know, 80 scored and 100 RBIs, which is, I agree, the part that's probably mo the most repeatable. But at the price he's going right now and uh, with the price he's going around at, uh, I'd rather own either Hoskins or Upton, I think. Uh, you and I have professed a love for Hoskins, although the sample size was small. And I think there's much more upside with Hoskins than with Osuna and much more floor with Upton than with Osuna. So I'd rather take either of those two guys than... Marcel, so I agree. So I guess we agree across the board. Uh, I wanted to talk about that other guy you mentioned. Tommy Pham had a monster year, pretty much out of nowhere. Uh, not that there wasn't talent, but it had never resembled anything like what he showed last year. So what do you think about Pham this year, Josh? I, mean, I still like him, but I I think he's someone else whose his draft position is definitely based on last year. I, I don't think last year is repeatable. Uh, for a guy who only his launch angle has basically been uh, about eight or less in the last two years. He only hits twenty six percent fly balls, um, so not like he's a big fly ball guy. And somehow his home run per fly ball was twenty six point seven percent. Which is pretty ridiculous, uh, yeah, especially in, yeah, especially in St. Louis. Uh, I mean, it's not exactly a home run park by any stretch of the imagination. Granted, he didn't get a full season's worth of plate appearances, so I mean, maybe just on virtue of this year, he's going to be penciling as the starter. He'll get close to 20 home runs, but I wouldn't expect 30 by any stretch. I do think he has wheels, but last year it was, I think it was nearly his career high in stolen base attempts at 32. Uh, and he's had some stretches in the minors where he's ran, but never quite like he did last year. So we'll see. He's been a pretty good base stealer, uh, career about 77% success rate. Um, so I think if he's healthy, he'll steal 20 bags. But again, if anyone's paying for a 30-25 guy, I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, the one or the couple good things I can say about him is exit velocity was great last year, 64th in the majors, 22% um, line drive. So I think the 368 BABIP, it might drop a little bit, but I still think he's a pretty high average guy. Maybe not 300, but 280s, 290s if things break right. And I know we already mentioned it, but he's going to be behind the OBP machine of Dexter Fowler. So there are going to be plenty of opportunities for runs and RBI for FAM this year. So, I mean, the counting stats will probably be good. Uh, but again, I think right now he's going as the 18th outfielder and 57th overall. Uh, even though he was a almost top five outfielder last year, I just I think it's a little bit too high. And there's guys going around him that are also extremely risky. Uh, I think Pollock, Marte, Buxton, and Merrifield are all in that group right around him. I think Fam's probably the guy I want out of that group. Uh, but yeah, I, he's just too high. I don't think I'd draft him where he's going. Your boy Marte is going something like four or five picks before him, so I'm guessing you want Marte instead of Fam. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, because Marte's before, but yeah, Marte's the guy I'd much rather have. Yeah, I think the big change with Fam last year was play discipline. His outside swing was down six points, with his zone swing pretty much 
staying the same and his outside contact was way up from 2016. So I do see some changes in the profile. Um, however, that 51% ground ball rate does not excite me at all. So uh, I agree again, and I guess this is the theme so far is that uh, you should not pay the price for the guy he was last year. Uh, speaking of breakouts, I want to talk about Paul de Jong, who finished in the Rookie of the Year conversation last year, but he had a big drop of production on the second half. Uh, Statcast doesn't really love him by any means, so uh, what do you think about de Jong this year, Josh? Uh, you know, I, I, there are some things about his game I don't like. Um, you just mentioned one of them. His exit velocity is really bad. So I think the batting average I'm a little concerned about, especially because he strikes out um, close to 30% of the time. I think his BABIP last year was not repeatable, uh, even though his line drive rate was almost 24%. His infield fly ball was almost 14%, and that kind of a BABIP, I just, there's no way that's going to repeat without some kind of a profile change. Um, so I think we're looking at a 250, 260 BABIP probably. Uh, but what I do like about him is the power. Uh, he's an 18.3 degree launch angle, um, and the guy just mashed. He might not hit the ball hard, but he is, you know, when he hits the ball uh, in the air, it goes a long way. So I think for the power, I like him, and I think again, this is a pretty decent OBP lineup. So I think there's going to be RBI opportunities for him. Um, and he did finish last year as the uh, what was it, 18th shortstop overall. And right now he's going as the 15th, uh, almost 150th overall. So I think it's probably still, again, this will probably be a theme for this, uh, probably a little bit high for my tastes. Um, but if he slips and you need power, I think he is absolutely someone you can draft because there really isn't going to be a lot of competition for his job this year. I think you meant 250, 260 average, right? Because you said BABIP. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. About league average for batting average. So 250, 260, somewhere in that range. Yeah, but this is a guy that hit, like you said, 38 bombs last year, 25 in the majors, and 13 in triple A. I think people forget he came up late. So um, I agree pretty much with the entire profile you just made. I think this is a guy that will hit. Something like 255, but that is good for 30 or 35 bombs if everything breaks right. Probably at least a repeat of those 25. Uh, my problem with the junk is he doesn't have anything else that excites me. His 4.7 walk rate last year is really bad, so I would just flat out avoid him on OBP leagues. But if you are looking for powers on those middle rounds, I guess the young makes some sense. Um, is there another bat in this lineup that intrigues you quite a bit, Josh? Yeah, I think Dexter Fowler is actually, I think, I know he's had a couple of really good years, a couple of not great years, uh, but I think he's finally to the point in uh, his ADP is finally where I can say I, I'm comfortable drafting him. He's going to be 32 years old, and he only attempted 10 steals last year, so I'm not too sold that he's going to be a speed guy. But I think everything else was pretty good. I had 18 home runs, 64 RBI, 68 runs, and he batted 264 on just under 500 plate appearances. I think the one big concern is injuries. Um, he's only been over 600 plate appearances once, so I think you have to draft him with that in mind. Uh, but if he can get a full season of plate appearances, I mean, I think he could go 2010 with 
easily 100 runs, uh, considering his OBP in the lineup behind him. Maybe not so much in a batting average league, but in an OBP league, I think he should be going a lot higher than he's currently going in those formats. And right now in standard formats, he's the 53rd or he's the 64th outfielder, uh, about 225 overall. And even last year in kind of an injury-filled season, he was still the 53rd overall outfielder. So I think the floor here is fairly high. On uh, and at that price, if you need a little bit of pop and maybe some speed. Uh, I think he's absolutely worth a shot. I, I think he he will definitely finish above the 64th outfielder at the end of the year. I was really high on Matt Carpenter last year. I think he showed stints in 2016 where he was absolutely incredible. And then he wasn't as good last year, which kind of bit me in the ass. Um, he still walked at a fantastic 17.5% rate. So I want to do this in over-under form. Uh, what do you think about the profile this year, Josh? We'll start with the batting average. He batted 271 in 2016 and then 241 last year. So do you think he can go over 265 or under 265? I'm going to say over. I think the lineup's a little bit better. I think maybe he'll sacrifice some power for a better on-base average. And so let's do power next. Uh, we'll call it 24 home runs. Are you going over or are you going under? I'll say under uh, again. I think he's going to, in the past couple of years, this has been, he's been the guy. I think finally with Ozuna, there's some help there. So I'm, I'm hoping he goes to a better approach at the plate instead of, um, Kind of his ridiculous 21-degree launch angle last year. He's, he's just trying to hit home runs. And he is going as the 23rd first baseman of the board. Uh, do you think he is over or under that after the year is done? I'm going to say over. I think counting stats alone, if he stays healthy, I mean, th there's potential for a big, big RBI total here. Um, lastly, don't sleep on my boy Jet Jorko he had I knew we were going to talk about him pretty decent year last year don't you think his average yeah. went up quite a bit uh that is with a BABIP uh uptick which I don't know if it's quite repeatable but it looks like he's going to get starter uh plate appearances this year so I think counting stats alone might be more than worth his draft position what do you think about him this year no, I agree. Um, yeah, I think he's projected about seventh, but it kind of wouldn't shock me if that ticks up. Um, and he's guaranteed, at this point, he's guaranteed a starting spot. And Mike Matheny has shown um, that he's willing to get Gorkio in the lineup. So I like him. And he qualifies right now, I think, at three positions uh, first, second, and third. I wish he qualified short to make him a little bit more attractive, but you can basically play him all over the infield, uh, both corner and middle, which is very enticing. And he's uh, going 424, which is nothing, yeah. as the 44th third baseman of the board. So, gee, I, I, I think I'm going to be owning. I, I know this doesn't come as a surprise for you, but I think I'm going to be owning Jerko in a couple of leagues this year. I figured. Yeah, and Jerko, I mean, if he gets a full season of plate appearances, he's pretty much a lock for 25 home runs. And at that point in the draft, where he's virtually undrafted, um, he's worth a shot. And then I think the profile showed some improvement last year, particularly in walks. So it was 
6% in 2015, then it was up to 8.5 in 2016, and I thought he would stay around that, but he took it up to almost 10% last year, which is pretty good. It uh, ended up being a 341 OBP, so uh, 340 OBP with 25 homers in the 400s, uh, buying definitely. So let's move on to the rotation. Carlos Martinez added innings for a third straight year. Um, he had a bit of a home run problem last year. Do you think that will regress? What do you make of him this year, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I love Carlos Martinez. He he is so good. Um, I don't think he's quite in that like top tier ace con uh, conversation quite yet. But he's the next tier down. Um, you know, three six four year a. 363 X FIP, uh, 25.3 strikeouts, 8.3 walks, and a 10.5 swing strike. Uh, like you mentioned, and finally above 200 innings. Um, I really like him. I know you're a big ground ball guy. He was 50%, 51% ground balls last year. That's actually um, down. He was 56.5 yeah. in 2016. Yeah, I think uh, part of that, uh, just kind of the pitch selection, but. You know, he's got two really good pitches. Uh, his changeup and his slider are both excellent at generating whiffs, uh, both above 35% per swing. Um, yeah, I think right now he's a 15th starting pitcher, 54th overall. Uh, even last year he was the 18th starting pitcher, and he only won 12 games. Uh, I hate that wins are a fantasy stat, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think – there's nothing here that suggests that he can't repeat what he did last year, add three or five more wins, um, maybe just drop the ERA a tiny bit. Uh, if he can fix the walk rate and maybe get some more ground balls. So I think he's the guy. I think he's probably the first starting pitcher I'm going to target. Uh, if I've gone four straight offensive guys, and I'm pretty positive I have, and he's sitting there at my spot in the fifth round, I think he's probably the first starting pitcher I'm going to try to own. I am slightly concerned about Martinez. Not a lot, but a little. And I think it comes back to the thing you mentioned. His ground balls went down 5% and they almost completely transformed into five balls, a little bit into line drives, but mostly five balls. And he also gave up the most hard contact uh, of his career and that has gone up for a third straight year. So it was at 27.6 in 2015 then 29.6, and now 32.1. So that is a little bit concerning for me. I don't know if it has juiced ball kind of profile here and just everything kind of going up, but the swinging strike rate is still there. Uh, all the, the plate numbers are kind of the same. So I just... The ground ball percentage moving a little makes me think the floor is a little bit down, so I'd rather wait one more round for our boys Nola and Paxton, but uh, I I have no problem with uh, you getting Martinez there. I also want to talk about uh, Luke Weaver. I want to start by saying I love Weaver, but I think he kind of fits another profile we discussed a little earlier on the Reds episode. What do you think about Weaver this year, Josh? Yeah, I, I, I don't buy it. Uh, I wish I did, but there's a lot of things that just suggest that that 28% K rate is just not real. Uh, that doesn't mean it's going to fall to like 15% or anything. I think it might fall in the low 20s, but 
um, with how high he's going at 119th overall, people are paying like this is a 200 strikeout guy. And I just, I don't see it yet. The swing strike rate was only 9.6%. I say only, that's still pretty good, but that's not a 28% uh, K rate good. And, you know, it's not like he generates a ton of swings. Uh, his outside the zone swing percentage is 25%, which is 5% or five points below the league average. His inside the zone swing percentage was four points above league average. But, I mean, I think at some point, if you're getting guys to swing through the zone or swing at pitches in the zone, I don't, I don't know if this stuff is really that good. So I think guys are just missing slightly. I think that might change this year. Uh, and his swing percentage overall is right at about league average. So it's not like he's a guy who's just getting guys up there hacking and missing at everything. I think he throws four pitches. I think they're all pretty good. Uh, or I should say that they're all decent. None of them are great. Um, not a single one had a whiff per swing above 25%, uh, but all four were still somehow above 18%. So I think he's got a pretty good pitch selection, just none of them are great. I think last year it was probably just there wasn't a lot of film on him and there wasn't a big sample size. Guys didn't know what to expect. Um, so I think this year it's going to be – I would not take him that high. I think it's going to be a learning year. Uh, I hope he does well because he's one of the hopes of this pitching rotation. But I just don't. I don't see it. I think he's going way too high. I, I'd much rather have um, kind of a lot of guys around there. And kind of his one of his rotation mates, Michael Walker, is someone I would I would much much rather have than Weaver. Yeah, I think. Uh... And I'm going to go back to my thing here. But he had a ground ball percentage last year that was almost 50%. And that is by far the highest of his career by comparison. And again, this was also a small sample. It was 30% in 2016 in the majors. But for example, at uh, the last stop where he had a 100 innings pitch, it was 44%, which was A+. So... I don't buy the ground ball percentage. I think it will go down towards, let's say, 41 or 42 or something like that. And uh, again, you already mentioned this, but the swinging strike rate below 10% is no good. In fact, it's below average. So that worries me a lot that he'll have to live too much in the zone at times. And uh, DDP has corrected a tiny bit through spring training, but he's going as the 34th starter of the board at 120. And I think the expectations are overblown as they are with Luis Castillo, who we already discussed. But even Castillo is going behind Weaver, which I can't really understand. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think there's a lot of guys around Weaver I'd rather have. We already talked about both Stroman and um, Trevor Bauer. So uh, I think I'm going to own zero shares of Luke Weaver, but I hope he put it together so I can jump back on the train next year. Um, so you already talked about Waka, so let's jump to that. What do you like about him this year, Josh? There's a lot of things, actually. Um, I know he had the 4.1 ERA last year, but he had 3.88 XFIP, struck out 22% of guys. His walk rate was just below 8 with a 9.6 swing strike. So none of those drop or jump out of the page is great. Um, but his ground ball rate is up to about 48%. Uh, swing strike rate, uh, that 9.6 isn't awesome by any stretch, but it's back up closer to what he did when he first came up. Um, his first strike rate jumped up last year to almost 66%. Uh, the big thing I like about him is his curveball. 
Uh, his curveball has, has never been his, his best pitch. It's always been his changeup. Uh, but last year's curveball was better. Uh, it had 30% whisper swing. The ISO against it was .067, and the slugging was .23. Uh, and every single one of those numbers beat his changeup, uh, except he had the, his changeup generated a few more whiffs. But otherwise, slugging and ISO, his curveball was significantly better. He threw it more last year, up to a little bit more than 11% of the time. And I think this is finally his, you know, he finally has a pitch besides his changeup that I think he can rely on. And I am interested to see what he does now that hopefully he knows that. Um, and if he has two out pitches with the changeup and the curve, uh, I think we could see some positive developments in his strikeout rate. Uh, maybe even something close to what he did in his kind of his first stint up when he was very, very good. Um, I think the discount on him is pretty high. 70th overall pitcher, uh, 240, or yeah, 70th starting pitcher, 242 overall. So dirt cheap. Cardinals should be a decent team this year. So again, wins suck, but Waka is probably going to win double digits plus um, 15, maybe if things break right. But I like him for. I think people have been down him for a couple years. I like him for a bounce back, closer to what he was than what what he was in the past than what he was last year. I think there's a lot of pitchers there in the 240s to like. We already discussed both J.A. Happ and Manaea, who were both high on. I'm probably a little bit higher on Happ than you, but I still like him a lot. And uh, we already talked about Giolito, who's going around 10 picks earlier. And I think we'll talk about Patrick Corbin, who has always been a guy that we like. So uh, there are five or six arms around that 240 position I really like. Um, the cheap... Cardinals arm I'm really interested in buying is Mike Mikolas and I thought since Otani was coming over that people would kind of realize Mikolas is also coming over and would uh, pump this price up to a crazy place but that has not been the case at all. Last year in Japan he had a uh, 188 innings pitched with one strike per nine, only one walk per nine, and half a homer per nine, which is really, really good. I got him in the great fantasy baseball invitational really cheap, and I think he's going as the 83rd starting pitching of the board at 315. So what do you think about Mikolas, Josh? Do you think he can translate some of those Japan numbers into MLB? Uh, I mean, he's a tough one. I think the things he has going for him is he, you know, this team should be decent, so it's not like he's going to a dumpster fire team or anything. Um, going to the NL should be beneficial because um, I think it's objectively the worst offensive league. Um, but he's really hard for me to gauge. I don't know what to make of him. The reports in the spring training have not been all that great. Um, but... You know, it's hard to buy into spring training sets too much. I'm not someone who does, but the reports have not been ideal on Mikolas so far. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to own him at all, uh, but I recognize that he's going pretty late and is just kind of a flyer. I think it's worth a shot just in the off chance. He figured something out in Japan and that translates. I think I read an interview uh, after he had that horrible first start against the Astros where he gave up six runs in 1.2 innings. And he talked about the zone being much different here. It's wider in Japan, that is by design, and it's more north to south here. And of him having to adjust that, so 
I do believe the early spring training results are due to that adjustment, and I still expect him to kind of be adjusting through April, but I really love the upside, and uh, particularly because the price is nothing. Um, so that first start against the Astros came in February 25. He just faced them again in March 9th, and he pitched four innings of zero runs, and he just pitched against the Nationals and pitched five innings of zero runs. So already some positive uh, results after that disastrous first start. So I don't know. I guess I'm willing to chuck it up as um, growing pains because the price is, again, nothing here, and uh, I will be taking some flyers on him. What do you think about this bullpen, Josh? I'm very intrigued. I didn't really understand the Luke Gregerson signing. I thought for that kind of money, they could have gotten someone better. I did like the Dominic Leone trade a lot. I think he was very underrated last year, and with the Gregerson injury, it looks like it will be Leone closing, although I thought it will be Tyler Lyons. Uh, what do you think about this bullpen overall? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I, I agree. I think the Gregerson signing was – I don't even know what that was. Uh, I mean, he's had some pretty good years. Uh, I, I, they paid way too much money for him, and I, I don't think you can really make a strong argument otherwise. I think Matheny wants to give him the job, but I, I just – with his injury, I don't know that it's going to happen. I think – Leonian's the guy. To, he's the guy to own, um, and I don't think ADP is quite caught up with that. I don't even think drafts have caught up with that. I've done a couple drafts recently where Gregerson still goes like he's the closer, and I just I don't know that he's going to get that job. Uh, I think it's Leone's job to lose, and he's a pretty good pitcher, and he's been a pretty good pitcher. The only real knock is that he has, um, you know, he's got a decent platoon split. Where Gregerson's platoon split is not quite been as high throughout his career. I wish Lions would be the closer because I think Lions is pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, Matheny is so bad at bullpen management, and he's going to use these guys in such a suboptimal way, especially guys like Cecil. Cecil is a one-inning guy, and Matheny treats him like a loogie and wonders why Cecil struggles. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. If I had more faith in Matheny, I... I I'd have faith that Leon's going to be the guy the entire year, but I don't. So it wouldn't shock me if three or four guys on this team all get 10 saves um, just because Matheny has no idea what he's doing, not because he is using guys in optimal uh, leverage situations because that would be just ridiculous. That's not baseball. Um, Leslie, what do you make of this team as a squad? Fangraphs has them at... 87 and I think I saw the team total at 85 and a half with some juice to the over they are something like 11 to 1 to win the National League and 21 to 1 to win the league so uh, do you like any of those bets Josh uh, I mean not particularly I think they're they're a, they're an okay bet for the division in the NL just because I, I think this is a playoff team but they're clearly not going to win. I, I don't think they're going to win the NL Central. Um, I mean, I think crazier things have happened, but they're their best shot now is a wild card game, and Matheny's going to get just outmanaged. There's no doubt about it. So I have a hard time betting too many futures on them. Uh, for the total, I do lean over, but it's not very strong. Uh, I think Joe Sheehan said it best, where this is potentially a pretty good offensive team with a pretty good rotation. But the bullpen's not great, and Mike Matheny is probably going to manage this team to several losses this year. I agree with Sheehan completely. I think this is 
if with a good manager, this is potentially a 90 win team. And um, I think he's just not that. And I don't think he's ever going to be that. And I almost hope that they win 82 again, just so that they finally have to realize that they got to do something at the manager spot. This team's been talented for every single season that Matheny's been the manager, and they've underachieved almost every single year. Uh, even those NLCS games, Matheny got his pants managed off. And I'd argue that they should have been in at least one of those World Series if they would have had a competent manager. So maybe I'm biased because Matheny just annoys the hell out of me, but. Um, Lean over, hope they go under. Um, lastly, and I think there's a big hype train with Jose Martinez, although I don't think he is going to get any playing time. I think it's Osuna, Fan, Fowler, and then Matt Carpenter at first, and I don't think they want to move Matt Carpenter around anymore just because the health is a pretty big concern. Uh, but people seem to be pretty high on Jose Martinez, so I'll ask you, over under 350 plate appearances, Josh. Oh, man, that's a pretty good number. Uh, I'm going to say overs because I, I think someone's going to get hurt. And he's the, he's clearly the guy that should take the spot. Over under, let's call it the 14 homers he hit last year in 307 plate appearances. So do you think he can go over 14 or do you think he'll stay under 14? Uh, I'm going to say under, even if he gets those plate appearances. Uh, I, I don't totally buy the home run rate. I do buy a decent average, though. Yeah, I I buy the average, too. Um, Tomorrow we'll be talking about the Yankees, and I really like this team. Uh, Can you tease our listeners a little bit, Josh? Uh, I am all out on Aaron Judge. Do not like him at all this year. I think the price is insane. That is going to be a very interesting conversation tomorrow. Josh, it was a pleasure letting you air out your Mike Matheny complaints today. Yeah, hopefully next year it's praising a signing of the manager, the, new manager. The Joe Girardi complaints next year. Ah, Binder Joe, can we do better? <laughs> For more Stealing Signs, you can follow us on Twitter at Stealing Signs P. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please give us a five-star review and a positive comment so that we may reach a bigger audience.